Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to The Pursuit. So glad to have you. I've got another special guest for you, Kristen Howe. And I'm very excited because uh, some of you, I, I know you're familiar with her. Some of you, this is the first time learning about her. We actually got introduced. I had reached out to Dr. Robert Anthony, as many of you have heard me talk about him in the past. And the, the team made the connection here. And so a little bit of background on Kristen. I mean, she, she's the founder of Go Big Coach. And I know you do a lot of coaching. I know you've helped a lot of companies hit that, hit that seven-figure mark and beyond. Um, a lot of strategy sessions, focus being a big part of it. So, but I don't want to steal all that away. So I want you to tell, tell the audience a little bit about you. Let's, let's hear a little bit about your background and how did you end up doing what you're doing and yeah, give us a bit of your story. Yeah, it's kind of a slightly different background. Um, I'm actually an actress, so I did Broadway stuff in New York and film and TV and, um, still do that stuff and found that what I was always doing. Uh, well, first of all, to succeed in those areas and not have them completely uh, tear you down and wear you down and get in your head and all of that takes some interesting uh, mindset stuff, but real internal work, external work, all of it combined. So I was naturally doing that. And then I found myself naturally helping people, uh, castmates, people in the crew. It was like I could see the potential in them that they couldn't necessarily see and I could see how they could go and um, somehow I could break it down and convey it in a way that made it simple and they got results. And then I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. I mean, it's the very, very long story, very short. Um, And through a series of weird and talk about law of attraction, um, you know, weird saying yes to strange things where then I just kind of kept moving forward and moving forward and moving forward and moving forward. And then it became my go big coach world and law of attraction key magazine that I used to have. Um, and here we are. Amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's interesting how sometimes you just kind of follow the next step, not always needing to know what it's going to be, but I I don't necessarily know why I'm saying yes to this, but it feels so right to do so. So, yeah. yeah. Can you actually talk a bit about that? Cause I think that's so important for people is that idea of of guidance from your feelings. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing because if you're using the external world, which we're taught to do Mm. as the barometer for what you should and shouldn't do, that's going to get sticky because often it's in conflict with what your internal feelings and, you know, your intuition and those nudges, so to speak, um, are saying, I'll, I'll never forget being at an audition and I had been offered a job and it wasn't the job that I wanted. And, you know, in the acting world, you don't say no very often. And I had turned it down. I remember someone looking straight at me, someone I knew very well and saying, well, that was stupid. I mean, just, and, and I I was like, no, because it wasn't, I wasn't going to be happy with it. I wasn't, I knew, like, I knew, even though it looked like the thing and it sounded like the thing and it moved like the thing and it wasn't the thing. And, um, about a year later, I ended up getting the actual job offer that I did want from those people. Now, does it always work out like that? No. Right. But my guidance was at least telling me, you're not going to be happy doing this. So don't say yes to it until you'll be happy doing it. And I think um, sometimes then we can flip it around. There are times where we are being guided to, I'm going to be happy doing this. And what it doesn't make sense on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I know it sounds so cliche to be like, you know, follow your bliss and blah. And it's not in an airy fairy way, but there has to be some sort of a lock-in on a gut level. 
Mm-hmm. And it's okay to follow that. And it's okay that it doesn't, it, that it doesn't resonate on someone else's gut level. Mm-hmm. Cause guess what? It's your gut, not theirs. Right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's starting. And I think the, the challenge people have is starting to listen to that and starting to pay attention to that because we've been taught you get it from the outside. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah well, and, and I, absolutely. And I think so much too, of just, you know, we've really been taught, especially, you know, here in North America, kind of our school system, it's so analytical, right. Yeah. Where it's, it's not very intuitive. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's amazing just as you meet more and more people and you hear about people that do follow kind of that joy. I think one of the things too, and maybe you can expand on this idea is that sometimes when you step into that, not to mm-hmm. confuse the feelings that fear is going to come up when you step oh. into that. Listen, if fear is not coming up, um, you're, you're probably not on path. And I, sometimes it's, um, and by the way, I, I personally, as you can tell from my story, I think you can have multiple paths. Um, I don't think your path is just what you do. Um, that's the second time I've used air quotes and I can't remember the last time I've used them in my life. So this (laughs) is a really amazing situation. Um, but if, if there isn't some fear, you're not pushing your comfort zone. Uh, now shattering your comfort zone will completely disable you. Right. So it's finding that, that line between, and, and we're sold on, you've got, you know, uh, drives me crazy, the crush it mentality and the, you know, it's gotta like your dreams gotta excite you so much that like you can't sleep at night and your feet sweat and you're just wanting to like, you know, and yeah, it needs to be that exciting, but so many people get stuck there because they're excited about the big dream. But if you don't break it down to the next smallest step and trust Mm -hmm. me, I hated this idea for the longest time, (laughs) hated it. Go big. Like my whole thing is go big one small step at a time because simple works. Right. I just wanted to go big. I wanted to save the kingdom every day. I wanted to throw the hail Mary pass every single day. And you know what? That meant I spent like almost every single day waiting for the big moment. Mm-hmm. and being terrified. And that's because that big vision that's so exciting for you, there's this fine line. It's like this tipping point between excitement to when your brain kicks in, that analytic that starts to go, well, how am I going to do that? And then boom, you are out of excitement mm-hmm. and into not just fear, because fear can be healthy, mm-hmm. but like full-blown panic. And you throw, you typically you throw the brakes on. Mm-hmm. Right. Because our our bodies can't handle that much fear. And so a healthy amount of fear, pushing your comfort zone, not shattering it, going ahead and going, yeah, I'm excited about that vision. But what's the what's the first milestone to that vision is okay. Like you don't have to know how to get there yet, because if you knew how to get there, you'd be there. So, (laughs) right. You just got to know how to get from here to that first step on the way, that first mile marker on the way. Yeah. And there's going to be some fear, but if it feels, um, if it feels like it's going to freeze you, if it feels like it's absolutely paralyzing, uh, that you want to run away, any of that stuff, then you've just, it's not a big deal. It just means this is how you can use fear as a cool barometer and belief as a cool barometer. It just means you probably need to set the milepost a little sooner. That's cool. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And you get able to the, the cool thing about smaller steps and and milestones and all that is just like if 
if you haven't run ever in your life and you start running, your stride is going to be shorter. Mm -hmm. The better you get at it, your stride lengthens. You're able to take larger steps. Same thing happens. So don't freak out about, am I going to get there fast enough? That used to be me. Mm -hmm. And then I wasn't getting anywhere because I was so worried about getting there and like the one big jump, and am I going to get there fast enough? And if I had just done what I finally figured out, which is literally commit to each day minimum, go one step further than I went the day before on the journey, you're going to get there faster than you imagined possible. Yeah. That's so good. I, I love, I've never heard someone say it that way, but go big one step at a time. You hear lots about go big, right? yeah. but, but that idea of one step at a time. And and, yeah. it's, and I think that, you know, if you're listening, you probably do have a vision of some kind and mm-hmm. maybe it can be, you're thinking to yourself, how am I going to do this? It's like, what's the next step, right? Just like Kristen said, yeah. what's the next step. I think that's so good. Um, the other thing too I wanted to talk about is when, when you just brought that up of, okay, maybe the fears, it might feel a little bit debilitating at times, but if you can just move the mile marker back a little bit, what's the mm-hmm. next step? Do you want to talk about the value of, of uh, and I know you'd be really familiar with this. I want to hear your perspectives on non-resistance. So fear is mm-hmm. one thing, but then non-resistance. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So that's, that's great. Um, so there's something I call the believability barometer, okay. um, which So for yourself to take action, and I promise I will talk about non-resistance in here, um, for, for your brain to take action. So contrary to popular belief, your brain is here to work for you, not the opposite way around. Um, having your brain tell you what is and isn't possible is like telling a five-year-old that they're in charge of keeping their family safe. Hmm. Wrong job for the wrong member of the family. Right. Valuable member of the family, wrong job. The five-year-old will try. It's going to be like, okay, but it only knows the scope is limited. Same yeah. thing with our brain. We are the, when our brain starts kicking in and trying to tell us what is and is impossible, it just means we haven't given it a specific enough job to do. It doesn't know what we want it to do. So it needs four things. Mm. We will get to non-resistance. The first is needs to, okay, I want you to take action. It needs to be specific. I want more money is not specific. I want more success. I want to be financially free. I want to be healthy. That's not specific. What does that mean to you? And then specifically, what is the specific action we're taking right now? Make it measurable, whether that's time, what, you know, whatever makes it measurable to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, The third thing is it needs to be actionable. So people are like, Kristen, what the heck does that mean? I mean, it's, you can take action on it. It's not, you're waiting for the market to turn. Um, you're not waiting for something that's not really in your control. It's a specific action you can take. The last thing nobody is telling you this is it has to be believable. Mm. This is the part that ties in with the, the inner resistance, the lack of resistance or resistance showing up. Believability, people are so scared of that because they think that means, well, if I believe it, then I'm never going to get where I want to go because I'm supposed to be so scared of my dream that, mm-hmm. right? That whole thing we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Believable doesn't, it just means if you say, hey, brain, go take this specific specific measurable step between today and Friday, can you do that? And if you get a, yeah, I can do that. Absolutely. I'll have to push my comfort zone. I'm going to have to do something that I wouldn't necessarily do. It's not going to happen without me doing something a little different. But yeah, I can do that. If it is anything other than that, you don't believe it and inner resistance will show up. Mm. And the inner resistance is not your enemy. It's just trying to let you know, hey, we just need 
a little, so you might need to expand the time frame. You just might need to take, you know, like when you first learn to drive a car, it's all these steps, mm-hmm. right? If, if you, if I said to you, Hey Ben, just, you know, you're whatever age you were when you started driving 16, mm-hmm. just get in the car and go. You'd be like, huh? cause you, right. Your brain would go Frank. Yeah. So, it, but if I said, hey, all you got to do, get in the car, turn the key or you probably should put the seatbelt on and adjust your mirrors first. Don't, right. I'm not teaching driving, <laughs> um, but you get the idea. Like at first it's a bunch of steps and that's okay. Eventually it's going to become, you know, one coherent piece that you just get in the, and you drive. Yeah. So it's a similar thing. So again, it's like, don't stress out about the, Oh, I'm not getting there fast enough, or it's not a big enough step, or it's not enough movement this week, because it, I, I'm telling you, this was me. And you will, you will think the week away and nothing will have changed because yeah. you're, you're waiting. Right. Yeah. So the, the resistance, if you're feeling resistance, if you're feeling some fear, we've talked about that can be healthy, mm-hmm. um, but it should feel like, yeah, I can, I can do that. Yeah. It shouldn't feel like I should be able to do that. It shouldn't feel like, uh, what are all the things I used to say to myself? Oh, well, if I want to get results that I want to get, I have to be able to do that. Or I better be able to do that. If, if I want to, you know, any of that stuff, that's not, there's the believability barometer for way down. So that's when the inner inner resistance is going to go up. You can have again with fear, with resistance, you can have a healthy relationship with it and communicate with it as opposed to trying to get it to go away. Cause mm-hmm. it's just trying to tell you something. It's like, if you go to put your hand on a hot stove, you have pain sensors. They are there for a purpose. That does not mean never go near a stove, right? Like we, we have these, we're fine with these boundaries, but we tend to go, Oh, well, if I have any resistance, then I just don't want to do it. No, that's not what that means at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Or I'm just too scared to do it. It doesn't. Nope. You just need, you need a step that you believe you can take right now. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I wish it was more complicated. I, I think that's so important because it's, you know, I've, I've taught a couple of things myself, that idea of, of stretchingly believable in a way, right? Cause it's, you know, mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's too easy in a way, I mean, then we're probably not growing, yeah. right? But it, without believability, you just talked about it so well. And then the other thing that I think is important is the idea Kristen said, everybody is sometimes when you're setting a goal, and you, you really feel like you, you've got that kind of anxious, I'm not going to do this because you feel like, as you mentioned, it's got to happen in this time frame. Mm. I've, <laughs> used it, I've used in my own life and taught too that sometimes just changing the time frame because often it may not be you don't believe in the goal, right? It just, you might yeah. not believe you're going to do it in that month. That time months. frame. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Or, or your brain is going, or we've gotten too general. And that typically, that's a lot of times that's what's going, oh, I got to work on my book. Mm. I work with a lot of authors. I work with a lot of coaches. I got to get more clients. What does that mean? You know, what are you going to do? Um, and that's going to help you line up. You know, I'm very much an inside out person. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to help you line up the inner stuff so you can get excited. And so you can feel passionate. And so you can feel powerful it, it, because you actually believe you can take that stuff. And you're absolutely right. Like nothing Nothing, not even nothing great. Nothing ever occurred without pushing your comfort zone. Mm. So you're going to have to do it. But truly the shattered the comfort zone thing, you know, um, and, and I think we're all sold on this concept that we have to, okay, um, you know what? It's the, it's the January 1st New Year's resolution epidemic. 
December 31st, I've decided all the things I want, which means January 31st, I am going to wake up as this person who is totally different than who I am right now. Mm. It's not going to work. Your life, your current life has momentum to it. And so to expect that of yourself, it, it would be too jarring. Your systems couldn't handle it. But if you integrate some smaller steps, you're slowly, your beliefs are going to change. Your, you know, all of that stuff is, will gain momentum without you shocking yourself, you know, so hard that you don't show up again. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, I want to, I want to hear your thoughts on and have you talk a little bit about really getting great, you know, probably people, certainly people listening and they, they've used affirmations or they've at least heard the concept, maybe not in the sense of intention statements, but I'd love to hear your ideas on that. How do we go about creating an effective intention? Yeah. Okay. Effective intention. Um, and I did, yeah, I have a whole, here's how you write an effective atten- intention statement. Cause first of all, good news. You already know how to do this. It's just most of you are doing it without realizing it in reverse. Mm. Um, it's anything, affirmations, intention statements, uh, to ex- uh, what is that? Uh, like vision boarding yep, yep. to external stuff, goal setting, timelining, all of that stuff thing you got to do first. And again, this is what nobody's telling you. I'm going to tell you right now, if you do not start with your focus, it's not going to work. The best. What do you mean? Okay. So focus, people hear that and they're like, oh, my concentration. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. By focus. And this is why everything I do, I finally boiled it down after 15, 20 years of doing this. I was like, what am I really teaching people? I'm teaching them how to become focus masters because everything starts with focus. And what I mean by focus is where are you right now in this moment, actively, actively placing your attention and your energy Mm. because here's how most people do affirmations or set their intention statements. Okay. I'm just picking this because it's one that I hear a lot. Oh my, I gotta, I gotta get out of this debt. I gotta get out of this debt. Okay. I am rich. I am rich. I am abundant. I am well, your focus, your active awareness, your active energy before you started the affirmation, which can be a great tool Mm. was on your, uh, was on the lack. Yeah. It was focused on where you don't want to be as opposed to where you do want to be. And it's a simple shift. It's to, you know, honestly, you can just ask yourself that, okay, am I focusing on what I don't want or what I do want? Mm-hmm. Then go, then you can do the affirmations. And then when you feel it's like, or you, then you can set your intention statement. It's it, the shift is everything. And it's not going to feel natural at first mm-hmm. because we are taught, look at what's wrong. It's got the right intentions behind it. Look at what's wrong. So you can fix it. Mm-hmm fix it mentality, negative reinforcement training, all of that stuff. You might get some results. I know I did, but I felt terrible because I was conditioning myself to always look for what was wrong. Mm -hmm. When you start to look at my inner circle members, one of the things I do, I have them start their week with what are my intentions this week, Mm -hmm. right? The end of the week, and then we set specific action steps and all that stuff. Then at the end of the week, I ask them, okay, what were your wins? What went right this week? What can you do more of next week? And the reason for that is because then you're looking at, okay, what's, what's the thing? Where's my power showing up? 
And how can I do more of that? How much more likely are you to show up again if you do that versus going, where did I screw up? What didn't I do? Right. So getting back to intentions, it's important to decide not just what you want to do, but who you want to be, how you want to show up, Mm. um, how you want to treat other people, how you want to treat yourself, how you want to treat when obstacles come up because they're gonna, Mm -hmm. um, you know, how you want to treat it when you get off track and when your head and your mindset and your focus goes not where you want it to go because it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm really good at this stuff. It still happens. It's not about getting perfect. Mm. It's about having the tools so they can get back on track. So it's sort of like the intention is not just, I intend to really move this forward. It's the intention of, yeah, what are you moving forward? But who are you being? How are you showing up? How are you engaging with the world, with other people, with the universe, with yourself in the process? Hmm. And a quick thing about intentions is so many people get that and they think, yes, this is so important. I can see the value in this. The best intentions are not going to go anywhere if you do not set up some sort of a small, and this word used to make me cringe, system <laughs> to have it go from just an intention to a reality. Hmm. That, that system can be as simple as, you know, I'm going to move this forward this week with passion and enthusiasm and all of that stuff. Well, what if you're not used to being passionate and enthusiastic? All right, set some alarms on this little thing right here every couple hours. Hey, what can you what can you be enthusiastic about? That's a system to support, right? right? Because without the system, you're expecting yourself to act in a way that has not is not habitual. You're not going to remember, right? Like it's a it's a great concept, but you're not necessarily going to remember, and nor should you. So give yourself some tools until it becomes natural to be that way. Right. Yeah. Um, did that answer your question? It did. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so great of just the idea of what state are you coming from? Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, obviously anyone listening, I mean, you're familiar with goal setting, you're familiar with probably visualizing these things and anyone that's into personal development is, I mean, everybody talks about it, but you're so right about that. The state of being that we're in dictates so much, you know, essentially what, what kind of vibration am I in? Right. If I'm in a, in a low level one, if I'm angry, if I'm, feeling lack and not enough. And then you start to affirm. It doesn't matter what words you say, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what words you, you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter what words you say. And that's exactly the point. You just made it brilliantly Mm -hmm. is because what matters is the energy that is fueling those words. Yeah. You could say gibberish and you know, it, the, the, the point of affirmations, visualization, gratitude, any of that stuff is not just to do it. It's not like those, it's some magical incantation. Mm-hmm. It's what's going on in you. Mm-hmm. If your energy is raising while you do it, that's what's happening. Cause then you get in vibrational harmony with like things. Give, give us a few strategies that you'd recommend to raise our energy. Maybe some things that people might not be doing. Yeah. Cool. I I love that question. Um, because people do get stuck, like specifically with gratitude, everybody knows gratitude is important. We've all even felt profound moments of gratitude where we're like, Oh yeah. Okay. I can see like that's, that's when it's all going on. Um, but a a lot of people get stuck doing gratitude as opposed to being gratitude. Hmm. 
and I get it. It's really, I do it. It's, it's so easy to do, but if you're not feeling it, and sometimes you're not feeling it because you're looking at your life and you're a human being, congratulations, you're human. You know, it's going to happen. You're going, this sucks, right? <laughs> you know, sometimes things suck. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, well, I got We Then we're like, well, I got to do gratitude to get myself out of this. Um, and again, what's your, what's your active focus on at that point, the get out of this. And so a good thing to do because trying to fight it and the second you try to fight your resistance, mm-hmm. um, I call it our inner teenager. That's what I call resistance. Yeah, yeah. It's going to fight just for fight's sake. It is going to dig in its heels. Even if it wants what you want, Mm-mm, doesn't matter. It's you are going to have a fight. So the second you're like, shut up, go away, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's going to dig in. Yeah. So the best thing you can do is go, okay, well, I'm not trying to convince myself. If, if I'm feeling terrible about money or how I look or my career or my relationship, Get off the subject, first of all. Hmm. Get off that subject. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You ever having a terrible day and a friend walks up and says, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. It's going to be okay. What happens? You're in a resist and you want to fight back. You want to go, well, no, it's not going to be okay. because So don't give yourself that opportunity within. And instead, get off the subject. What is one subject? What's something? I know I feel terrible. This is a great, um, I'll give you the anatomy of this question in a second. Because sure. uh, I use it all the time. Um, you just, you go, you notice it. Awareness is a the beginning of every shift yeah. and you go, okay, you know what? I'm feeling terrible about money right now. I am freaking out. Okay. So that's okay. Cause that happens. What is an area that I'm actually feeling pretty good about? Hmm. Like maybe it's your health or maybe it's your, you know, relationship or your dog or boom, focus shift. With that focus shift, you've raised your vibration. Mm. Universe doesn't, the universe isn't going, how does Ben feel about money right now? Mm-hmm. Universe is literally just taking cues off of your vibration, right? And then it applies across the board. So if you can shift your focus, stop trying to convince yourself out of it. I promise you, there are times like I, I the, you know, computers act up. I needed to write something. This was somewhat recently my computer was just not having it, not having me. I was getting more and more frustrated to the point, you know, when you just want to take it and throw it out the window. And then I was like, wait, what do you teach? Okay. Awareness. <laughs> got it. Stop trying to force this thing. And right. I got up and I went and took a walk. Now, some people would say, oh, well, that's avoidance. Sure. If you keep doing that and you never come back to the thing that you write, that's yeah. avoidance. Yeah. But I went and took a walk, got myself into a better state. So focused on like, oh, wow, it's a really beautiful day. Came back. I promise you, when you come back to the thing that was stressing you out, if you give your energy a chance to rise on another focus, yeah. uh, you're, you're going to be so much more equipped to handle it. And then I was able to go, oh, I think this is what it is. Got it. But, and then it was fine, right? Yeah. And I, would, I was going to, you know, it was not going to be good. So... Uh, that's a good thing. Gratitude. I have a really specific one, which is great, Yeah. which is if you're struggling with, you know, there are times where you're like, Oh, gratitude. I have nothing to be. There are times we all feel that I have nothing to be grateful for. The worst thing you can do is shame yourself in you, which is what people want to do. I, oh, well, of course I do. I mean, I can breathe, I can walk and I, well, yeah, but if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. So a great question to ask is, all right, 
again, this is the, that question. All right. I am not feeling gratitude right now. I'm not feeling grateful for anything in my life right now. What's something new that I can see right now that I can just appreciate? All I got to do is appreciate it. Hmm. And what, you know, Abraham Hicks talks about raising, you don't have to go from down here to all the way. You don't have to go from like despondence to, you know, love and above. It's just one level up and one level up. And appreciation a lot of times takes the stink off it, right? Right. Um, So that's a good one. And just like, oh, all I have to do, it's not a big deal. See, that's even small stepping. Hmm. I don't have to suddenly tap into the passion igniting of my, you know, so just all I got to do is appreciate something that I haven't noticed before in my direct eye line. Hmm. And it kicks you out of that place. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, it really is. Um, it just, that's, it kicks you out of being so fixated on what's because it's easy to fixate on what feels like reality is. Another really good thing to realize is your, the current reality that you're seeing show up in your world is the result of previous focus, previous thought, previous vibration. Mm. It's such a, it's like, oh, come on, man. (laughs) But it really, like, so if you then, the reason it seems like we keep creating the same stuff is because we see it show up. We think it's now. um, And then we go, oh, and then we just feel bad about it. So then we are, we are in every moment you are creating the next moment. Mm. So good right there. You're creating this. I'm going to have a program about unlocking the power of now. So it almost sounds like that goes against it, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like being present now means not looking at what has manifested, but looking at where you are, what you're focused on, what are you vibrating? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In every moment you're creating the next moment. I love how you said that. Which allows you to, if you don't like what you're seeing in this moment, go, well, the good news is I already created that. <laughs> so, so right now I get to, I get to get started on something new, right? What's something just a little better? It's, it's so good. And that, that idea of everybody of, of shifting just a level of up, a level up part of me, you know, maybe yeah. you're angry and all of a sudden, you know, I'm a big fan of Abraham Hicks too, but all yep. of a sudden, like you talk, you go from angry to blame a little bit totally. and maybe blame you feel a little better, right? Yeah. A little better. And then yeah. you keep shifting up, keep shifting up. Yep. Um, and then that idea of, of really current reality as a result of previous focus, you know, in, in, in the Bible, it says judge not according to appearance. Right. And mm-hmm. I, that, that, no, that's right. Bam. It's a great thing. <laughs> it's just the, the reality you've created so far is based on the past. Yeah. So as Kristen says, what, what are you doing in this moment and how do I shift my focus? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're kind of stuck. You're not feeling good. So recap, you know, take a look at how can I shift my focus? What's something I could appreciate right now? What's something, you know, and completely shifting the subject. You're angry about money or you're stressed about money. We'll stop thinking about money, right? I yeah. love what you talked about. The universe isn't responding to your words, but your vibration. Yeah. So it's uh, that's the funny thing is that it seems like the more you can align yourself and align your energy with just feeling good, Mm-hmm. Whether, whether you're focused on money, I'm going to use some air quotes mm-hmm. now too. Um, <laughs> whether you're focused on money or relate or whatever, the better you feel, the better you attract in all areas. Yeah. Agreed? Yes. And here's, here's where sometimes, oh, well, that's like Pollyanna, you know, I'm not 
sometimes we fool ourselves into thinking that we're honestly feeling good um, (laughs) by, (laughs) excuse me, by sitting on the couch or by avoiding the, oh yeah, no, I'm just going to not care and chill out. And now, by the way, I, I love some couch time. I love to sit and, and veg out and, but consciously do it. Mm-hmm. Don't not confuse. Escaping. Yeah. Don't confuse escaping and avoidance. At, at don't, um, it's a weird coping mechanism that we put on. Well, at least I'm feel, I was told all I have to do is feel good. You're not, if you're really being honest, you're not feeling good. Mm-hmm. You're avoiding and escaping. That's a different thing. Yeah. And, you know, and, or, or you're sort of, you, you're going unconscious. You're just sitting there and it's like, how many YouTube videos that I just watched? I have no idea. Right. Right. Um, that's, that's most people. When we talk about the focus thing, most people are actively giving their focus and their awareness unconsciously. Mm-hmm. They are just unconsciously going through their day and whatever jumps up to grab their attention there that's where their focus and awareness goes. And so using as a, as a great compass of is, is this focus where I am actively engaging my energy? Is it serving me or isn't it? Mm -hmm. And if it isn't, don't waste your time beating yourself up because here's the news about that. That's just your resistance, clever way of trying to keep you stuck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, let's just beat ourselves up and feel bad about ourselves and shame ourselves. And then you're just, you're just stuck. You're just going down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. So it's not a big deal. We all do it, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. So then it's just, okay, well, what can I shift it to? Oh, that format of that question. I want to give it to you quickly. Mm -hmm. How I said, I keep using this format. Mm -hmm. You can use this to disarm any sort of automatic resistance that other people give you, or you give yourself. And it's first by aligning with the resistance. So someone, I'm going to give you a perfect example. Years ago, I was, I wanted to buy a camera for someone at Christmas. It was literally like two nights before Christmas. There was one camera on the shelf of the kind that I wanted. The box was dented. It looked like an elephant had sat on it. I said to the, uh, you know, kid that was working, I said, Hey, is this the only one you have? And he said, yeah, instantly. And I was like, Oh, that's just, he doesn't know. And so I said, I know now here's the aligning with the resistance. Most people would be like, Oh, come on, man. You know, that sort of thing. I said, I know this is the only one you have. So you're agreeing with what he just said. You do this with yourself all the time. Align with your resistance. I know that I'm feeling badly about this. I know, right? That's what I was doing in those questions. I know this is the only camera you have, but if there was another one, would it be in the back? And he said, I don't know. I'll go check. Sure enough, five minutes later, it comes out with the camera. Hmm. So if if I had not aligned with his resistance first, we would have just been in a weird stalemate because his ego would have kicked in and my ego would have kicked in. And hmm. instead, I was like, hey, look, chances are good. This is the only one. But if it wasn't, where might that be? So same thing. We do it with ourselves. I know I'm freaking out about money, mm-hmm. but it, but if there was one area that I feel good about that has nothing to do with money, what might it be? Hmm. That's so good. Yeah. It's almost like you're dancing with it rather than fighting it, right? It's a relationship. Right. It's funny. I was on a one-on-one coaching session this morning and we were talking about resistance and subconscious and all that stuff. And my client said, 
I, I feel like I've brought you in as, as a relationship counselor for my relationship with my subconscious and my resistance. And I was right. like, but that's what it is when we can yeah. make it, um, a valuable relationship and we can communicate. I know that sounds like crazy, but when you're communicating with it, there's so much value. It becomes a very different thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's not this like, get out of here, get under the carpet, go in the closet, shut the door, turn out the lights. Nobody can know you're here. That what it's, of course it's going to fight mm. to show up because it's actually thinking it is protecting you. Your resistance is thinking it's protecting you. It's probably using something that at some point in your life worked. And now it's just an outdated out model. You know, it's just not going to work for you now. Totally. Have a conversation. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, we're, we're always communicating with it. I guess the question is, am I communicating effectively? You know, yeah. this, this morning, my oldest daughter was losing her mind over something. And, um, <laughs> and my wife turned me on to these, uh, this, this, this book and it's called Big Little Feelings. And anyways, they talk about rather than, hey, you know, what are you getting upset about? There's no reason to be upset, which of course really helps the situation <laughs> versus, versus aligning in a way, right? They didn't use these yeah. words, but essentially aligning, hey, it looks like you're feeling sad. Yeah, I am. Right. And then I just told you, you're feeling sad about not getting your haircut when you want to. And all yeah. of a sudden, a minute later, she's happy and, and ready to go. Right. So that that inner child that all of us have or teenager, as you mentioned, and I like that idea, aligning with the resistance. All right. I know I'm feeling crappy. Yeah, that's what you did. And the cool part about kids, by the way, how old is your daughter? Five. Okay. They are the perfect depiction of what how we are actually we are wired not to hang on to stuff. Totally. We are built not to hang on to stuff. You look yeah. at a kid and they fall in the park and it is the worst thing that's ever happened to them. And then a puppy goes by and they're like, puppy. Boom. Yeah. That's how we're wired. It's when we engage with the stuff. It's when we yeah. go down the rabbit hole. It's when we, you know, like if you see a dangerous person on the street, I live, you know, I'm, I go, I'm split my time between LA and New York. Mm -hmm. You can run into some interesting characters in both places. Typically, if you see someone that looks dangerous on the street, you're not going to walk or, you know, where you're like, Ooh, what, what's going on there? You're not going to walk up to them and be like, Hey, get out of my neighborhood. You're scaring people. And (laughs) you're going to cross the street, right? Like it's, but we, we, in ourselves, that's what we do. We're like, get out of here. What do you do? And It's just going to make that part kick it. Exactly. If you had said to your daughter, you know, what's wrong with you? What do you, what do you, what do you have? There's nothing to be worried about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Battle. Yeah. It's so true. Um, We, we talked a little bit about this before we started, but you know, there's a lot of strategies that people are applying in their lives. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some are things you're doing. Some are things we're working on the inside. I'm, I'm a big inside out kind of person. Yep. Too. I mean, at the end of the day, that's where it all begins. But I don't care what strategy it is, whether it's a physical thing we're doing, it's something we're working on the inside. Talk to us a bit about what, it, whatever you're looking to apply, what, what do these need? If we're going to make this work, what's necessary? Yeah, it's, it's the focus. There are so many, um, let's put it this way. If there is a thing in your life that you're looking at, a strategy you've tried to apply, whether it's an internal one or an external one, mm-hmm. um, and you can look at it. Now, if you look at it and you go, this hasn't worked for anybody, forget it. It's Something's wrong with it, right? Like that's fine. But if you can look at it and go, this has worked. I see all the people this has worked for. 
but I just, I can't get it to work for me. Mm. Chances are good. It's that thing we talked about before. When you're going to do it, your focus is in the wrong, your focus is on what's not going to serve you as opposed to what is going to serve you. Your focus is on where you want to get out of as opposed to where you want to go. Your focus is on what you don't want instead of what you do want. Now, all of those negative, negative, negatives, it's just the air quotes episode. Um, (laughs) Can you just call it that, please? Um, (laughs) All of those negatives can actually serve you if you use them to spur you into, okay, well, now I know what I don't want. What do, what do I want? And now I know where I don't want to be. So where do I want to be? Yeah. And, and if something's not working for you, it's chances are good that it's, you need to start there, Yeah. but it takes practice. You come to me and you say, Hey, Kristen, you sing and dance and all that stuff. I want to learn how to sing. I'm going to say, okay, Ben, let's do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you're not going to then go after a half hour. Awesome. I got it. Now I'm a singer. You got to practice. Mm-hmm. People don't get it with this, with lifestyle. I call like my VIP group. I call them life athletes and mm-hmm. I'm their coach. Mm-hmm. Why do you have, why do athletes wouldn't conceive of moving forward without a coach? What do they have the coach for? Well, sure. Different tools, different strategies, different techniques, but 90% of it is mindset. 90% of it. Yeah. Where are you focusing? Yeah. You see, like I was just Wimbledon recently. You mm-hmm. see someone suddenly lose a set. Um, for any of you that don't know what that is, it's tense. Mm-hmm. Um, you see someone loses a set and they, had they had been winning and suddenly they lose a set. Well, did they suddenly forget how to play tennis? No, their focus shifted, their mindset shifted. Right. And so it's, it's all about realizing, Oh, okay. This isn't just like a, I get it once. And then I got it. You're going to have to practice it. And at first, just like when you learn something new, when you learn a physical skill, we're very, we're pretty much patient with ourselves. We know there's a learning period. We know we're going to have to practice it more. We know we're going to have to self-correct more. There's going to need to be more repetition. But when it comes to this stuff, you know, I, I, people all the time asking me, I cannot tell you how often I get the question, Kristen, how do I get to where I'm in like the perfect mindset all the time? Like I have, I I don't know. When you find out, please tell me because I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? (laughs) Um, Exactly. I don't know. And if that exists, man, you're going to make a lot of money and make a lot of people really happy. Um, So it's, it's realizing like you're in this and not everybody's, most people will not do this. Now, if you're here with Ben, I'm going to guess you're different than most people. Hmm. Most people want the, I learn it once and then it, how many times have we learned stuff in our lives, but we're like, I'm just not doing it. Well, yeah, it's going to take the practice and that's okay. And you're, you know, allow yourself to practice more like this focus thing that I'm talking about. When people start working with me, I'm like set five alarms on your phone each day. And all it says is, what are you focused on right now? Man. Yep. I mean, honestly, like you don't need me. You don't need to pay me to set this thing. This thing that can be a huge distraction can also be a huge tool. And here's, here's what will happen with that. I recommend all of you do that, by the way. Um, at first, you're going to be like, this is awesome. The first week, oh, this is awesome. This really works. And yeah, what am I, is, is my focus serving me? Um, this is great. And then the second week, you're going to hear it. 
And I'm just telling you this now so that then you're going to hear my voice saying, oh, yeah, she said this would happen. Um, you're going to hear it and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're going to, you know, snooze the alarm. You're going to, right, oh, oh, yeah, I know what that is. And you think you know what it is. Nope, that's, you got to keep practicing. And so it's the reminder of, oh, yeah, Kristen said I was going to want to do that. Third week, you're going to have committed during the second week because you're different than other people because you're here and you're here with Ben and you're here with me and you're, you've decided you want to live differently. So third week, then you're going to start to get a little mad. Like it's going to go off and you're going to get a little annoyed. You're going to be like, oh, why did I, why do I want to practice this stuff? Some, it feels so, when is it going to get easier? Stick with it because fourth week, here's the cool thing that starts to happen. I just got chills. That's cool. I love that. The alarm goes off. You don't even have to look at your phone. Mm. It triggers it. That's when the magic starts to happen. Because then, now, does that mean then never do it anymore? No, 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 no. Keep practicing. Football player who reaches the heights of his career, Tom Brady, didn't then decide, well, I got it. I'm there. Yeah. So no more practice practice becomes more important, right? So you want to make sure you're still implementing it. You just might get to start to, you know, be a little more creative about how you're doing it. You might get to take it to the next level, that sort of thing. But I'm, I'm telling you, stick with this four weeks, five alarms on your phone. Um, I have it say, what are you looking at? Um, just because it makes me laugh. And um, anytime you can laugh, you're instantly raising your vibration, uh, which, oh, by the way, you asked about good, yeah. just things. Anytime, if I like, you know, when you have a moment with a friend and you, you, you're laughing so hard that you're basically crying. Yeah. And then you go I, like countless times on the subway where I would like leave a friend's place. And then I start to remember it on the subway and I'm starting to laugh again. People are looking at me like I'm a crazy person. Mm -hmm. Anytime you're feeling stuck or not in a great place or like, oh, I want to raise my vibration. Think about the last time you laughed out loud like that, but don't think about it just like, Oh yeah. I remember that. Remember it how we do when we're replaying it. Remember it like you're telling someone the story and suddenly you can't get the words out because you instantly, it's such a great tool to use. Hmm. Uh, you instantly raise your vibration, like quite, quite significantly actually. Um, but yeah, do the four weeks of the alarms on the phone. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because that's such a simple cost, nothing strategy. And yet, Honestly. everybody, you know, when, when you're hearing Kristen talk about it, you're probably thinking that's a good idea. But simple is is so key to changing our lives, right? And it works. We, we want to overcomplicate it. We want it to be, no, 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 it's something deeper than that. The, the truth is, though, Kristen said earlier, and it's so true. This, this is how I've worked at living my life. And I, I love what you talked about. It's just you're never going to get to a perfect mindset 100% of the time. Uh -uh. Just we're humans. That's how it works, right? We've got, you know, we've got egos. We've got all that stuff. Um, but really, it's just about getting back on track. And that's what this tool is about, is shifting our focus. But at the end of the day, anything you want in your life, if you want to lead a great life, it is really simple. The, the, the basic premise is, Chris has brought it up in many different ways today, but the basic premise is this. Focus on what you want rather than what you don't want. That is the most basic premise. And if we could spend more of our time doing that, we're not going to probably not be able to spend all of our time, but if we could spend more of our time doing that, you'll lead a happier life. You'll lead a more fulfilling life. You'll lead a wealthier life. You'll lead a healthier life. Yep. It's and, and that strategy is it's so simple and it doesn't cost anything, but don't negate it. 
right? To shift your focus. What am I focusing on? I was, yeah. I was teaching our team the other day on a call. I just turned 35 the other day and I was doing lessons I've learned the last 14 years in business. Mm-hmm. And um, the one of the things I talked about was this, <clears throat> just the idea that if you're feeling bad, you're clearly focused on something you don't want. That's it. Plain and simple. That's it. So, okay. Let that be direction. Let that be guidance. As you mentioned, I'm focused on something I don't want. So what is it I do want? Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a question for it. Totally off base to anything mm-hmm. we talked about. But you're you're in the field. You've been in it for a long time. What makes a great actor or actress? What do you think makes someone great in that field? Mm. Um, film and TV is a little different than than stage because there's different things that are required because you're either on a, you know, a camera can pick up absolutely every nuance in your eyes. Uh, someone in the balcony mm. cannot. Sure. So, but in truth, what I would say that is the through line for both is the willingness to be vulnerable and mm. be present in the, the emotion that's happening. Mm whatever the real and to listen and to pay attention you're right and it's it's an interesting thing because even in a show you know i did musicals right like i did joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat where there's no scenes we're all just jumping around and dancing and singing i could still i love doing that show but there are there are authentic moments that are going to happen even when you're bursting into song <laughs> right and so when you can tap into that, I think that's with anything. I think that's with life. When you can tap into that authenticity, when you can be strong enough to be vulnerable, that, um, when it, and, and really show up in that way, I think that, because that's when it becomes a connection. That's, you're not going to connect with everybody. Some people are going to hate what your vulnerable looks like. Um, and vulnerable doesn't mean weak. Mm. vulnerable just means open mm. right and i think that really i i don't i don't know if that's the thing but mm-hmm. that definitely has impact mm. i like it that's awesome yeah um tell us happy birthday by the way thank you thank you it was a few days back um yeah. and why don't you tell everybody where they can find more of you so they want to connect with you more i know you've got lots of great programs uh you sure. coaching obviously tell me a bit about that um yeah so i mean gobigcoach.com is the uh simplest place and as you said and as i've said simple works oh by the way what is that it's a great quote and it made me think of it when you were talking about it of if you want to impress people make it complicated mm. if you want it to work make it simple Right. Yeah. People there, I, th- I did that. I probably butchered the quote, but right. yeah, there, now it's mine. It's um, yours, yeah. That's right. <laughs> exactly. I changed some words. So there it's mine. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, so that's the simplest way. Go big Um, if you feel like, um, you know, it's, if you just feel like you just want to watch some videos um, on Facebook, I give you the links there. Um, I, you know, I have everything from free up to my inner circle and one-on-one coaching. I only actually work with uh, two to three one-on-one people at a time. Okay. Um, but my inner circle is where you get like unlimited email support where I'm sending you audio coaching and all of that like daily. So that's pretty cool. Um, but, you know, it's everything. There's never like a, you have... <laughs> You have to pay me money. Um, as we said, 
five alarms on your phone is going to change your life. So, um, but yeah, so gobigcoach.com. I've got some, I've some great free things up there so that you can, you can get a feel for me, more of a feel for me. Um, there's the capability. I think it's on the homepage. Sorry if it's not, um, but it would be on the coaching page. If you want to reach out about a free strategy session, go for it. Yeah. Um, if I, you know, and fill out the answers, please, as honestly as you can, if I feel like, Hey, I can probably help you, uh, I'll set us up to talk. Nice. And if I feel like I can't, I'm very honest about that stuff. I'm not one of those people that pretends I can help you with stuff that I can't. Um, I'll do my best to guide you to someone that might be able to. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's the best way. And feel free to reach out. My team is, um, I, I pride myself on having me and my team really, if you are in my world and in the community that we get to know you, um, for real, it's not, you know, Oh, you're a number and you know, thanks for that. So reach out, we'll get to know you. Let me know what you need. If I can help, I will. You you do have a great team, by the way, just even. Thank you. So yeah. And, and I was, as I was on your site earlier too, um, gobigcoach.com and then on the about section for sure I know there's right at the bottom there's a strategy session I'm, it might be on the page too but see Ben awesome. Ben knows what he's talking about right. that's, that's really great and then so just last last little bit here I'm curious let's say we might have covered it already but but I do want to sure. say I just you know I mean depending where people are in life we're starting to open up it's you know pandemics just kind of clearing here in Alberta right every yeah let's just say I had a really crappy last 18 months, right? Life mm-hmm. I felt like it sucked. I'm feeling like I'm rock bottom or I'm just, I'm just not where I want to be closing remarks. You want to move forward. What would you recommend? What's the next step for people or what's one thing you want to leave them with? You are always, always only one focus shift from beginning the journey to where you want to go. Always. It's, going to take consciously asking that question um, and remembering that what you're seeing showing up right now and what showed up for the last, and there are a lot of people, I, I, boy, I'm doing a lot of coaching right now on the anxiety around re-entry, mm-hmm. right? And so even if you're feeling that, that's okay. Or suddenly like you feel like you went into this weird, I don't know, time of suspended time. And now it's like, oh my God, I'm behind, right? Like you're not behind. You're not going to, uh, <laughs> This, this isn't sort of sexy sales speak. You're not going to get there tomorrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. But you can take that first step. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, Ben was talking about, it's about focusing on what you want as opposed to what you don't want. You really only, the secret to success, the formula that works is you really only need to do it more often than you don't. Mm. (laughs) 51% 51 of the time. And so if you can give your attention right now, if it's been a really rough 15 months, 18 months, two months, 29 years. Yeah. Yeah. If you can give your focus to what's the next step. Cause a lot of times when you've been stuck for a long time, you don't even know what you want yet. Mm -hmm. That's a discovery process. Allow yourself that process allow yourself the journey. And if you can just focus on, okay, how can I go one step further today than I went yesterday? Mm-hmm. There are going to be some days where you're able to go 30 steps further. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about is that on minimum, minimum one step further. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And here's my favorite way to do that. 
I call it the 15 minute solution. What's one thing I can do in 15 minutes or less towards whatever the desired outcome is. That's awesome. 15 minutes or less, because we can all do that because that, you know, the, those four criteria I told you about mm-hmm. that question ticks those all four boxes. You can do that 15 minutes or less. And if that's all you do today, you went the one step further. That's thank you for that. That's yeah. such a, a wonderful thing. 15 minute solution. One thing I can do in 15 minutes or less, we can all create the space. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes. Yeah. Hey, this was awesome. I'm so glad we got connected. I've, oh, you're great. Thank you. I, I, I could just sit here and talk with you all day. All day. So could <laughs> I. I love it. And I look forward to future conversations. Absolutely. Uh, everybody get connected with Kristen. Go bigcoach.com. Go connect with their Facebook, social media. Share this episode with somebody. As always, share it with at least one person. Send it mm. to somebody. Somebody needs this today, right? You can be that person sharing it. Tag us on social media as you do. Uh, follow, follow us as well. And thanks for being with us. Kristen, thanks again. Thank you so much. It was awesome.